I wake up to the sounds of the silence that allows for my mind to run around with my ear up to the ground. I'm searching to behold the stories that I told when my back is to the world that was smiling when I turn. Hello and welcome to Kimmy Quest episode 254. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Sting wearing a Sting mask, and with me as always. The secretly still alive revolutionary Krasmazov, David Bernie Family Master. And a special guest. Uh, <laughs> dropping thousands of Pokey dollars to better organize my satchel. It's Platinum 3. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is a good use of those dollars, trust me. I realized I had a quarter million last night, and I was like, you know, I could probably expand the satchel quite a yeah. bit. No, I'm not even dent that quarter But tell us what you've much. been playing, really, though. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you what I've been playing without telling you what I've been playing? Let the crowd know. So... <laughs> Hopefully you haven't been Let playing crowd, Fortnite yeah, so, uh, due to I, my son. I hope. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. No. Uh, at, at, as I lovingly referred to him in my headcanon, uh, spare tire did not get my son involved in that yet. Nice. <laughs> I, I figure you know that's why we have kids to one day replace us. So how do you that's replace true. a wheel? Well, you know you got a spare tire. Um, <laughs> Okay. Yes, uh, Wheels and I met up last week, uh, not quite on his Disney vacation, but on his Universal vacation. Yes, which is kind of the better one, to be honest. Uh, it, was, it was just me and my son <laughs> instead oh, of days. instead of chasing around the in-laws who wanted to zip around the parks at like lightning freaking speed. Oh, my in-laws are like that. Well, actually, no, my in-laws are the opposite. They, they're they very much into the parades. So oh, if God, we go with no. them, it's like, hey, <laughs> the parade's at 3 o'clock. It's 1.30. Let's get our spots. And I'm like, you just can't sit down with, like, we haven't been in a couple of years. So, like, back then, it was like, we can't sit down with a 3- and a 6-year-old and just, hey, we're going to wait here for 90 minutes for a parade. Oh, God. Like, you're at Disney. you got to go do stuff. Um, so, ugh. yeah, I just realized there, there I, has to be a happy balance there somewhere. I just wandered out into the wilderness and drank Chris 11. I have no idea where I'm going. Or what There's I'm mechanisms to in the game to tell you what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't check that beforehand. I just, you didn't consult a single one. I wandered off like I knew where I was going and then just realized I have no Wait, idea. Wait, I have no idea where I'm going. All right, hold on. Let me respond to these comments in <laughs> chat real quick. Uh, Mega Man says our hotel for packs will have two download and 0.05 upload. I guess I shouldn't bother that bringing a laptop then. Truly horrendous. Yes. Uh, Dark Seed says, "Ask what chapter I'm on." And um, let's find that out right now. How do I find that out? Where am I? The answer is one. Quest catalog. No, that's not going to help. I guess I really should have read everything in the recap when I loaded my save. Yeah, I don't know why you ignored that. Well, because we're kind of recording a show. <laughs> and? Okay, fair. Here we go. The story so far. Okay. The search for the remaining orbs brings our heroes to... F f nom... Fan... Nom... Oh, God. F 
phenom- phenomenon. Phenomenon. Thank you. Uh, yep. Home to some, some mysterious, mysterious ruins and even more mysterious mural. They are among the hustle and bustle of the hucksters and the hawksters. They find a lost little girl. I didn't say you had to read it out loud. Okay, fine. Who leads them into crazy the painted world? We get magic key and continue to ongoing quest for orbs. Okay, so yeah, that's why I have no idea where to go now. Uh, Head south. Okay. I think. See, Dark this is why you bring Platinum here. Yes, Dark Seed <laughs> said you're a bit above where I was when I was playing. It's past the steam area. Am I past the steam area? That doesn't sound familiar. What a pretty game. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were you saying, Matt, before I derail? What have you been playing? <laughs> so what I've so yes, I've uh, picked up Pokemon Arceus again. I so uh, just last night beat the last of the frenzied Pokemon, nice. the like one hundred foot long freaking ridiculous thing in the snow area. And I was telling my son today, I'm like, oh, so I'm pretty close to end game, and he proceeded to just tell me all the things that I still need to do, and you're not anywhere close, Daddy. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>, be- <laughs> uh... be- between him telling me I'm nowhere close, he's got like 90 hours into this game. He's about four Jesus. or five Pokemon away from filling the Pokédex. That's, um, that's kids for you. Uh, yeah, he's, he's about ready to do it soon. Um, but as he said, he's like, you can just hold on to the game for a while. He's got addicted to Pokemon Go recently. So he's like, just take the cartridge and beat it. So how long the beat says I should have beat it about six hours ago. But since I've been doing a lot of the side quests, it may be another like few hours. But I feel like I'm in endgame. I mean, if there's no more of the big ones, you know, like I beat the I beat the last gym, right? The last frenzied one that that should be analogous. So I'm sure I've got a uh, boss battle worth four ahead of me, but. I'm trying to finish that up quickly this week um, because I got the guide to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for my son for Christmas mm-hmm. and told him we with our 3DSs, we need to play this game together. Yes. And yes. He, just about a week ago, he's like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes. Let's play this. And I was like, ah, oh, but I'm in the middle of so many things. Like, let me finish up Arceus. I can probably do that in a week and then we'll play. So, uh. I have failed with my son to play through a Pokemon game and be able to like trade stuff too well. Um, we bought Sword and Shield a year after it came out. That's when he was finally ready to sit down and read it and play it by himself. So bought it a year after it came out. At the time, I only had the regular Nintendo Online. And we each had a copy of the game, but we both played under my profile on two different Switches. And by doing that, you can't trade with each other. So that sucked. We both played and every now and then if we needed to trade, we could like drop something in the pokey bank and then pick uh. it up on the other switch. It so we didn't do that very often. It was like this is annoying. Let's not do that. Then uh I failed again this past year when I bought the Diamond and Pearl remakes. So I was like, "All right. We went into Walmart together. We got both games. Cool, we're going to go home." And I got like 4 hours into it and I'm like, "Oh, this sucks." <laughs> Hold on. Hold on a second, we just got raided. Oh lordy. Franken culture, thank you for the raid. Hello and welcome. Uh yes. Prepare this, to be bored. 
<laughs> Hello and welcome. This is a, a like our weekly podcast recording. So um, yeah, if we're not always responsive to chat, we apologize. But come in, enjoy, check us out. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, Sun and Moon. It's a Pokemon. <laughs> Sun and Moon are still my favorite games in the series. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed playing that. I played that right when that came out. Didn't get around to the Ultra because it was like one year later, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, I had to wait. I'm but. still playing through that as well because it was... Uh, I Like, when those came out, I already had to save, like, mostly through Moon, so I just wanted to finish that, and then it was just too much mm -hmm. to try and, like, play the newer version back-to-back, -back, so I had to wait a bit. Yeah, so... Uh, this is one I'm going to like, okay, we're going to try to keep up. You know, if you get a couple hours in and beat a gym, I'm going to make sure I do it that night. Um, so there hopefully we can do not, this in the next six or seven are. weeks. Not gyms. Oh, yeah, I know. Gyms. The island challenges. Kahunas and island challenges and all <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, yes. Island challenges. Got to keep up with the kahunas here. So uh, we'll do that. The, the only thing that may uh, stall me is uh, I've been playing... Trails of Cold Steel 3. I'm uh, about 32, 33 hours into that. Oh, so um, about a quarter of the way in? I... Yeah, I know. Spy guess. You know what? All the other games I beat in under 60 hours. Maybe really? Like 62 to 65. Oh, yeah. It, all, you know, I've played, I've played all the way up through there now. I did Crossbell in the past year, both of those. Uh, Cold Steel 2, finally, because I played Cold Steel 1 like four years ago. And... Liked it so much, I was like, oh, maybe I should go back and beat the other one. So, went back, caught up, and in December and January and February, I did the second Crossbell game, beat that, jumped to the second Cold Steel game, beat that, was like, all right, I'm ready. And then I start Cold Steel 3, and I'm going from, like, level 80 in Crossbell, like, a level 140 characters in the second Cold Steel, back to level 1. And oh. I'm like, oh... <laughs> Like this, this isn't the continuation I was ready for right then. So yeah. I, I've kind of gone a little slow because I'm. I was like, oh, I was used to just rocking random battles, and sometimes I just get into. There's areas that there's always a little bit more dangerous creature around that you can't get the drop on, can't sneak up behind or something. And it's always like, ooh, warning, warning. And sometimes those random battles just take like five or six minutes, and I'm like, oh, come on. This is just slightly, slightly harder, you know, random trash. This shouldn't be taking five or six minutes. So I did drop the uh, difficulty for a little bit. We'll see. I didn't go easiest. I went slightly. I went to the medium, nice. I guess. So that, that picked things back up. And I, finally I getting like to do a couple in, area of effect spells. I wanted to do that in one, but you can't. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I I played all the other seven games on my Vita, so it's it's nice to have like options and things. Yeah. Now that I'm on Switch, I haven't had any of the problems. People keep telling me save often. Yes, I've heard you say that, Dave. You got to do that. Well, now I've actually got like. Eventually, they will disappear. Yeah. Well, now I've actually got like a steady job, so. Well, there you, you know, go. I actually can. <laughs> so 
How close, so, honestly, am I to the end at, of Cold Steel 1 being in the Haunted Castle? Oh, gosh. Not very. Oh, God. That is not... That is absolutely the assumption I was making. Uh, I... I, I can't remember exactly. See, that's the game I played the longest ago. That was like four years ago. But if you're still not back at, you know, you're still doing field studies, then you got a while. Oh God! Can't they can't they port two to Switch in time for me to finish one? So I can just. I mean, they did the a while away. ago. It was ported by a company that uh, the issue I believe is. Uh... Both the company that ported it, as well as the company who currently owns that localization. Ugh. Well, it's not English and Switch. That's what I mean. Like the issue is that like we can't oh, yeah, get yeah. that localization because of the combination of the company who ported it, as well as the uh, company who owns the localizations, who is no longer interested in bringing the series mm. over. <laughs> I believe the. Uh, yeah, are you I believe... playing it on Vita? Or are you playing it on PS4? Vita. I mean, if I play it on PS4, yeah. I will that literally. Never You'll just never. <laughs> will never, never get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I actually have been playing it a bit on PS3 as well because you can switch between the two. Uh, but mm -hmm. PS4, you can transfer your save, but it's one way. So. Uh, Switch versions even had uh, yeah. even yeah. backports in the PC's uh, speed-up mode. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll tell you but, what, yeah. I was up and down with the series. I mean, I've liked them all, but I I got the... There are translations out there for the Vita versions of Trails in the Sky. So I did Sky 2 and Sky 3 on my Vita, and it had speed-up, it had you know, all the features that a better, you know, a second version would have. And then mm -hmm. it was, I did that and then did the PSP ports of Crossbell. <laughs> it was like, <sighs> crash right back down. But yeah. Those games were so fair. good. It was fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for when those come out. I got those yeah. on pre-order. I'm glad that those are no longer, mm -hmm. that first one is no longer coming out at the same time as Xenoblade. Because that was what got delayed. No, Xenoblade got moved up. Oh, yeah, we'll that's get to that. I didn't see that yeah. earlier this week. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I I should since I'm here with Michael not here today I should uh chime in on my uh, good job Nintendo with my Joy-Con repair. <laughs> did they actually I had do a couple? A good job or did they... <laughs> they no, they did a really good job. Not I sent good. it in on a Wednesday. I got an email like the next Monday morning, like, Hey, we got your joy cons by noon on Monday. They had mailed them out. Damn. Like they had, they had them all four hours before I got the shipping and it was back the next Friday. I had them nine days after I shipped them out. One had joy con drift. Another one. I'm pretty sure kids with sticky fingers pressed the buttons too much. And there was a stickiness <laughs> to one of the buttons. Yep. And they fixed that. No problem. Didn't even question it. Just uh, it happened to one of my so... pro controllers, so I, but I was able to fix the stickiness. Hmm. Not a pro controller I use, thankfully. So yeah, I, I thought. Care if it didn't fix it. 
But yeah, I, I was really surprised. I was waiting for that because there's so many things like, hey, warning, if it's not a def defect, we will be contacting you with an estimated <laughs> repair price. I In this case, be, I think... You know, not, not, okay. Not much, but I expected to pay something. In this case, I think they, they have correctly realized that uh, it honestly will cost them more to work out how much they should charge you than to just do it. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that it, yeah, I mean, the fact that I had like four emails in a day, we got yours. Hey, you're, it's getting worked on. Hey, it's done. Hey, here's your shipping information. You'll have it on Friday. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it hopefully was an easy repair for whatever person in New Hampshire fixed it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thanks, New Hampshire. Oh, hey, funny story. I was actually, yep. when I randomly started wandering off in Dragon Quest before, I was actually headed in the right direction. <laughs> you were drawn inexorably. See? It's all, it's all in the subconscious here. Uh, but yeah. So, Pokemon and Trails for you? you around forever? Listen, yes. Pokemon and Trails. That, that's been my, uh, yeah. my, probably my last month and a half. I've just gotten... That'll take up an Going entire year if you let it, so don't blame you. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it, and everybody told me, hey, you played two Trails games back-to-back. -back, give it a rest. You might no, die. It was so good. And, and no, three is good. It's just, you know... It's a much slower start than you were expecting. Like, it, it, yep. It, 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 three and four are a pair, kind of like one and two are, and it was, mm -hmm. oh, I wasn't ready to restart this. <laughs> They really do make those games in pairs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, Sky 1 and 2 were a pair, 3 just wrapped up all the 3's like seconds. a weird epilogue. Yep. Crossbell's a pair, two pairs of Crossbell's. cold steels. Yep. Kudo is, by all appearances, a pair as well. <laughs> what, is this not the right... I love the information that came out about that a week ago. It What's was, that? Uh, Hey, you can you can now fish. They had, they had a whole press release about how the hero for the Kuro Nokoseki games is joining with the other heroes in learning how to fish. Oh uh, boy, sure couldn't do that in every other JRPG. They, <laughs> I know they must not have had fishing in the uh, first Kuro Nokoseki. We're so sorry. We'll fix it. We promise. <laughs> Everyone in chat wants me to nap. Kudo kind of underperformed as far as I can tell, so maybe this is their make good. We promise fishing is back. <laughs> and it's still got the, uh, you can kind of choose between action combat or turn-based. And you will never use action combat for, like, a boss ever again. Nope. But... Let's see. Wheels, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, A Lack of the Internet. That's not a game. I wanted to be playing a lot of Iron Banner and Destiny 2 last week, and our hotel internet was like, no, fuck you. Did you consider playing something else instead? <laughs> yes, I did. Obviously, I did play something else. And that something else was Triangle Strategy. A lot of triangle strategy mostly the same battle because <laughs> it was a really mostly getting on <laughs> yeah 
that game consider- continues to present horrifying choices. Um, like one of which, let me try and figure out a way I can phrase this choice without spoiling anything. Do you want to do the nice thing and protect people, or do you want to throw all that away for a nice cushy position in the authoritarian religious e state? Uh, to save, I'm sure to that's save appealing to someone. To save your kingdom, I should say the context is you will save your kingdom by essentially ceding it to this uh, authoritarian state. To some extent, yes. <laughs> and so the, that's going great. Yes. <laughs> and the way the way things resolve after that, I have a feeling that they kind of the result is relatively similar, except one you feel much better about yourself. So that's why I <laughs> picked that route. Like it, I. I I haven't looked up a lot because I don't want to spoil myself on anything in this game, but I'm curious, like how many, actual, how far it can branch, how far it can branch, or how, like your choices just differently flavor the next chapter instead of like completely changing it. Hmm. I know it's definitely um, got multiple endings. So that's all I yeah. can say. Uh, so I'm curious about that. But even if they do, the choices all feel incredibly meaningful. So if you're only going to play through it like once, then you're going to feel like... The trick will work. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and the, I really do like how they do choices in this game where it's not you making the choice. It's everyone votes together on how you're going to do things. You've got to make sure everyone agrees. Yes. You've got to like persuade people. Right. So you have to pick the right dialogue options and actually like wander around, talk to people to get like all the information to actually convince people to change their mind. Curry that favor, baby. And like you only get to do that once. So if you screw it up, you can't like have the conversation with them again and try and convince them a different way. So it feels very organic and I like that a lot. Mm Hmm. Uh, but as for as far as the battles themselves, it's it's one of the best like strategy RPGs I've played. I'm hearing a lot of people treat it as sort of like a sleeper game of the year candidate. So oh, I'm for sure, excited. yeah. Just the way it's like like I've said a lot, it plays a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's not like overcomplicated in its mechanics. There's like a small mm-hmm. number of upgrades for each character, uh, and you know, you're not. There's very few characters you're required to use battle to battle, so you can kind of pick the types of characters you want to use. You, you and, can build. You can build a party even though you don't have a job system. Right, right. <laughs> there's no like character creators or anything, but there's enough characters where you can build a party that matches your play style, and it like recommends like, oh, you, you know, this character will be good. You should for this use battle. this guy, but. <laughs> You don't have to, and you're certainly free to come up with your own strategy. And for me, your it's own been triangle strategy. All the mages. You're a nerd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, archers are pretty cool, and like the two I have don't even have the same skills. So like, that's good. 
and like all the mages have some overlapping skills, but not all. So it's like it gives them some differentiation, yeah, even though they have the same class. Every every character has their own kind of unique take, and there's a few weirdo characters. Like there's one that can make a decoy of themselves that will actually move and attack on its own, and like the enemy will go and attack them. Uh, what are some of the other cool ones? Uh, there's a character that's just like kind of a melee fighter, but all his abilities are all like buffs for your other characters. Hmm. And cool. there's like a guy with a shield that can like provoke other provoke enemies, so they'll go and attack him only. The raw tank strategy, yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot, and it's it's very mm -hmm. very good. So. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's I just again really wish they'd give given it a different freaking name. It's <laughs> mm, doing well for itself. Yeah, it's it's selling fine, but I just feel like that name is just doing it no favors. <laughs> like I yes, I don't I, think it's doing it much of a disservice though, which is the weird thing. It's yeah, it's just like yeah, I get that that kind of works into the mechanics, like it's. It's a continent made up of three nations, and I just got to the point where you get a choice with three options. Yay! Triangle. A triangle. A triangle. It's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the title works better in Japanese. I just feel like. like I'm pretty sure that in Japanese it's just triangle strategy. Okay. English. <laughs> <sighs> Just like bravely... It sounds less dopey when you're used to that. It's, it's when you don't speak that. Speak it's just like bravely default all over again. Bravely default, Octopath Traveler. That's just how they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else I've been playing. I've been playing MLB The Show 22 on my Switch, which is legally an RPG. Yes. Uh, only playing Road to the Show mode, where I am playing a two-way player. For the non-sporties out there, that means you're a pitcher and you hit and play the field too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, wow, that doesn't sound like MLB at all. And of course, destroying the Tampa Bay Rays at every opportunity. Instead of petty vengeance, oh, that's rude. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Though I'm, my character's still in the minor leagues. That I get to play against the Hartford Yard so you're Ghosts. destroying the Sarasota Rays. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't seen the Sarasota Rays at all. It's It's been all like... Uh, it's been like all the Northeast teams. Regional? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to spend money on that travel stuff. Yeah. I think they have all those minor... I think they have all the minor league teams in the game, though. Not. I don't think the field... Definitely not the fields, but like... They have all the logos for all the minor league teams in there, which is pretty cool. Oh. You you might encounter the Princeton Rays from West Virginia at oh, some point. Nice. Why are there so many Rays? <laughs> Why not, man? You know, you got the... The, the double-A team is the Worcester Red Sox. Red Sox. The Woo, the Woo Sox. No, that sorry. Sucks. That's triple-A, that's not double-A. Double A is the Sea Dogs. So where do Probably I get my D cells? I just need to power my flashlight. 
<laughs> I should probably stop, stop talking about baseball before anyone still watching falls asleep instead of me. Well, we are losing viewers. <laughs> well, we are. Holy oh, fuck. man. I'm... Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, what else have been playing? Um, playing more dot hack. Uh, which has been funny because I've also my son forced me to watch the first episode of Naruto, <laughs> and I've started watching of Arcane on Netflix as well. So I've got a triple helping just, of Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, just Yuri Lowenthal all out. Yeah, dude is everywhere. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, but you cannot delay me yeah, rambling you forever. Get it. Yes, but I will for a moment longer. Okay. Yeah, that first episode of Naruto was really good. I'm kind of hooked. It's a good shonen show. It's really good. Decent dub. Enjoyed it a lot. So have to make a hundred percent sure to identify where it. Uh, if you keep watching it, identify yes. where it stops uh, following the manga and skip to the sequel series because. There, that series almost got canceled in Japan because it had 80 solid weeks of nothing filler. Oh, God. Okay, I will have to look up where that it happens. You'll, you'll probably be able to identify <laughs> okay. where the manga... Jesus. But yeah. yeah, like, once they start going to places with names like the Land of Tea, it's like, oh, this is not from the manga at all. Yeah, but my son was like, oh, can you, can you get me, like, some Naruto books? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Get you some, so many. Get you some fucking manga, and I'm gonna have to teach you how to read it correctly. That'd be fun. Because uh, I still fucking tried it up that when I with uh, the Dragon Quest Heroes ones. Are those any or good? Dragon Quest Heroes, Dragon Quest Monsters. Those any good? Uh, they so they came out with five of them, and after about I want to say it's in the middle of the fourth one that you can tell that they knew they got canceled. <laughs> Not much time left here. Wrap it up. And wrap it, it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it just gets weird. Like okay. the first three, you're at least following along, and then in the fourth one, you're like, "What the f happened here?" And by the fifth one, it's like I I don't even know what's going on with the story. Like this should have been a very easy progression. You know, <laughs> you're a kid. You collect monsters. You get stronger. You beat bad guys. I I don't know where the naked lady in the cave shows up and this shit and that shit. It, it just goes off the wall. <laughs> uh, I also have played some dot hack GU. Sweet, you're way farther than me because you're no in game two. Right? I finished game two and hundred percent of it. So. Oh dang! Which man. Is, which is why I needed to take a break from dot hack GU so that I didn't burn myself out. So that you can play complete insanity contained within a Nintendo Switch cartridge? The best way I could describe what I've played thus far of Disco Elysium, which is probably about five or so hours, is a Planescape Torment meets a Drill Tweet. <laughs> which, if you are in the subset that can work out what the hell that sentence meant, then you have some idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. like I, I have never seen anyone describe this game well or 
seen like an article written that describes it well but the way you just went off on random shit you've seen in the game gives me a much clearer picture on what the hell it is. You really do just have to let it wash over you. There's yeah. a lot of... So, like, I, I want to talk about it a bit because it is actually really cleverly designed. And when I compare it to Torment, I'm talking mostly about... Well, one, the quality of its writing. It's exceptionally well-written. Uh... But two, the thing is that it is a PC-style RPG in that sort of older-school isometric form that is essentially bereft of combat. Uh, Even more so than Torment. From From what I understand, when you finally do reach a combat encounter, it is resolved exactly the same way dialogue checks are. Interesting. So there's there's essentially no combat in this game. It is all talking. Uh, you have a Byzantine array of stats. Uh, like one of the one of the things that is an issue most people would acknowledge with Torment is that there is an ideal structure of character. You like wisdom is the stat. Like even though that is not typically the stat that opens dialogue in RPGs, that is the stat that opens dialogue in Planescape Torment. So, like, there is essentially a ideal uh, and fairly quick to understand best version of the Nameless One, Torment. And Disco Elysium being designed without the constraints of a pre-existing setting or a pre-existing rule set has gone for something much weirder. Uh, I'm going to list off some of the stats in this game. There's... uh, There are, like, 24 stats uh, that are uh, divided into four subcategories. Intellect, Psyche, Physique, and Motorics. Motorics? Yeah. So your intellect is what you think. Your capacity to reason is how the game describes it. Your Psyche is your power to Mm -hmm. influence yourself and others. Physique is how well your body is built. And Motorics is how well you move your body. Uh, well, I like to move it, move it. Then you better get a high motorics stat. Uh, my motorics is my dump stat. It is terrible. Uh, I have a stat. <laughs> I have a skill checkpoint of zero for composure. <laughs> Ability to quote straighten your back and keep your poker face. Uh, I have a score of zero also in savoir faire. Uh, your ability... Say what? Savoir faire. That just makes me think of Oliver and Company. Thanks. I knew it would. Uh, Savoir faire (laughs) is like a stat that governs your ability to uh, move with panache or to sneak around. Uh, It's actually one of the first checks you get in the game. Because the first thing that... Hold on. Keep going. So the first thing that happens in this game is that you wake up, well, you are in the process of waking up from a drunken stupor. (laughs) Uh, You are talking to your, quote, ancient reptilian brain, which is telling you that uh, this drunken stupor beats being aware of your surroundings and you should continue to wallow in it. 
and then get interrupted by your limbic system telling you that everything smells awful and that that is not a state of affairs. That is a state of affairs that needs to be rectified. Uh, upon doing so, you uh, upon waking up, okay. you then find your jacket and pants and then have the task of attempting to retrieve your necktie from a ceiling fan. If you screw up retrieving your necktie from a ceiling fan badly enough, this is an operation that may kill you. Uh, so there's that. Seems like a high uh, ceiling. Huh? It's mostly just that you will like. I'm looking fuck at my ceiling fan, trying. and I don't think I would die from that. <laughs> it's more that you'll fuck yourself up trying to pull the thing. <laughs> but uh, your character is also uh, in his mid forties. Deeply alcohol and drug addicted, and not in the best of sh shape at the best of times. So that's the other reason this operation can kill you. Yeah. But also, this game's absurd. Uh, I am in the middle of what I can best describe as a boss conversation, <laughs> uh, where I was uh, forced to sit in an extremely uncomfortable chair that is doing me physical harm by sitting there. It's not that there's anything that is. And you physically attacking me in the chair. It is just that the chair sucks that badly. Wow. Um, but yeah, uh, so one of the other things that's very interesting to me about this game is, uh, as I mentioned, it has like just its, its own rule set that governs how it functions. Uh, the game is essentially constantly running background skill checks um, that determine what parts of your mental landscape are piping up. So, like, I put most of my points into intellect, uh, and my, like, uh, true, to, true to real life, my primary skill is uh, encyclopedia. Like, that is, that is the skill I am best at. So, encyclopedia just causes it so that every time I look at something, my character will think of something. Uh, it's very likely that my character will think of something about its history or where it came from or, like, something like that. Uh, but there, there's all sorts of, uh, see, there's a lot of skills with very strange names. Uh, so intellect governs logic, encyclopedia, rhetoric, drama, conceptualization, and visual calculus. Uh, <laughs> some of those are more obvious than others. Uh, but some of them, the, the interesting thing is the game actually tries to, in some sense, discourage you from over-pumping one stat. Uh, because, for example, drama uh, allows you to detect lies and to lie convincingly. But the problem is, if you have too high of a drama stat, your character will assume someone is lying even when they aren't. Their, their drama is too attuned, and they are catching things that sound like tells of lies, but aren't. It's just that that person's being, like, nervous or something. Uh, so, like, you get these, these interesting interactions where, like, if you pump a stat too high, it actually can become a problem. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, the So you have your, your core stats, and then you have what's called the thought cap. Where, as you do things in the game, your character will have thoughts. And you can equip those thoughts... And after they have been equipped for long enough, they turn. They will internalize. 
But what a thought does when it's equipped and what it does when it's internalized are completely different, and you aren't told what the thoughts do when they're internalized. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do very good things, and sometimes they do very bad things. Uh, usually the, the better the thought... Uh, the general rule of thumb is that a thought that takes a long time to internalize and that does bad things to you when you first equip it will usually grant you better things when you uh, when it's internalized. But, you know, that's, you know, not guaranteed by any stretch. Uh, so, like, if you if that's something that bothers you, just look them up. It's very easy to find all of, uh, lists of all. The game itself gives you a list of all the thoughts. Uh, it just doesn't tell you how to get them or what they'll do. So if you find a thought that you want to internalize, you can like look it up to figure out what it'll do when it does that. And like that's fine. But I think that thematically it's very fitting that the game basically says, uh, who knows what this will do to your psyche once you've actually internalized this thought. Uh, but uh, among the thoughts I have uh, found thus far, uh, Inexplicable Feminist Agenda, Volumetric Shit Compressor, Hobocop. Uh, there's there's a lot of these. Uh, the some of these are some of these have very specific uses. Uh, the the other thing is that when you internalize a thought, you can no longer unequip it without spending a point, like a level up point, to get rid of it. So you've got to be very careful with what you choose to internalize. Uh, but yeah, like each of your internal voices is uh, based on like what is what you're best at will pipe up more often. So like I get a lot of encyclopedia and rhetoric checks uh, showing up, but I don't get a lot of like my my dump stats like motorics and physic. I don't get a lot from them, which is interesting because it means that. Uh, my character is gangly and uncoordinated and unhealthy, but also less controlled by physical passions. So I don't get as many situations where my character's like uh, physical brain is saying, hey, let's go do a shit ton of drugs. <laughs> so that's been an interesting thing to keep track of. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's a very strange game. I've never I don't I don't think I've ever played anything quite like it. Uh Oh man. So like one of the other things is that eventually like as a joke the game assigns you a character class fairly early on. Uh the game declares you to have a capo type. And uh, it will like you can get apocalypse cop or uh, boring cop, uh, sorry cop, art cop. There's a lot of different capo types you can get, and that's mostly a joke. The game never actually calls on your capo type at any point; it just gives you a thought. But uh, I got I got the sorry cop uh, archetype, the capo type. Excuse me. Uh, because I kept apologizing to people and the game thought that, that was lame. Uh, <laughs> but wow. don't worry, no matter what I did, the game would think it was lame. Uh, but yeah, you can get ones like Apocalypse Cop for constantly rambling about the apocalypse and talking about how you're going to save the sa either save or destroy the world. 
Uh, you just you get some very specific. Uh, uh, you, you get some very specific uh, <laughs> styles. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is I'm impressed at how well this game actually works on a controller. Uh, because the uh, like the it, it's an isometric RPG. It you wouldn't mistake it for something like an Infinity Engine game, but it is from that same general perspective. And none of those games work on a controller at all. They they just don't feel right. Uh, and very few attempts have ever been made to make them work on a controller. Uh, this has a very specific. Uh, strange interface that it doesn't explain very well, but which actually works exceptionally well. Uh, which is to say the... Uh, so you have... Uh, you move with the left analog stick, you direct your attention to points of interest with the right analog stick, and... Uh, it it's, does a good job of like highlighting what you would potentially be looking at to uh, understand in any given area. So, you know, it's it's legitimately an extremely uh, an extremely like intuitive interface once you learn how to use it. But the game does not immediately describe how to use it at any point. So. Uh, bear that in mind if you're playing it on console. But no, it's it's really, really, really good. Um, my character has basically just now figured out what is probably his name. Uh, enough people have addressed him that way that that's probably his name. But you can also, once someone addresses you by it, just tell them that you disagree and reject that name. So that's a choice. Um it's yeah uh you're you have to be ready to accept the game just being weird at you for random for for random periods uh like I'm, I'm just pulling up some of the like descriptions that i've gotten from it let me just pull up some of the screenshots i've been taking of various like random dialogue actually Okay. Album. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, I had <laughs> just saw the composer check composure check that I failed uh because I have poor composure and it's an exceptionally hard check. And uh <laughs> Failing that check caused my character to just slowly recede into his chair as the game described it, like a like slowly sinking jello shot. Uh, it's yeah. Let's see. Pain threshold, challenging failure. The chair you're sitting on has got to be the most uncomfortable chair in the world. It is violating your backside. Uh You, there, my partner, my cop partner, was having a discussion with me about why we had both been assigned to this uh, case. Because, like, the the core premise of the game is you're investigating the murder of a security guard. 
Like that's that's the long and short of why you're here. Uh, and but two cops from different precincts have both been assigned to it. You have your partner Kim from the fifty uh, seventh precinct. You're from the forty first. Doesn't matter. Point is, uh, you start talking about the internal politics of why you were both assigned to this. Uh, Kim was assigned to it essentially because he is a very by the books sort of person. Uh, also, hi, smoking Joe. And uh, you, but neither of you is fully certain why you were assigned to it because you are largely amnesiac. Um, but one of the options that you can give is that you are uh, that you must be some sort of genius idiot savant detective. Uh, so this dialogue option I chose involved, I arrive at the scene three days early, drink myself to oblivion, fully to immerse myself in this reality, and then work the case from an angle so fresh and fresh it produces never-before-seen results, not only for criminology, but for the human mind. And that statement is insane, but it also is something that, uh, that your partner desperately wants to believe because it means that you are just completely incompetent. <laughs> I forgot this. There's, uh, I there was a conceptualization check. Like sometimes you'll get checks that are just like your brain pointing out the obvious. So there's like a discussion I had with this guy, this dock worker. Uh, but before you talk to him, he's like singing to himself. And then I got a concept conceptualization medium success. The lyrics to the container song are being made up as he goes along. <laughs> like your brain will just say like, the most obvious shit sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's... So, <laughs> one of the dumbest things that keeps showing up is there is a uh, point where you're searching through the trash and you find a mug with a racist caricature on it. <laughs> the game doesn't show you what it is, it just describes it in a way that makes it clear that it's an offensive caricature. And you can keep bringing it up. Your character is like because like you define your character, but also he's got like a lot of brain problems that define him as well that you're contending with. And the racist mug keeps coming up because every time you want to ask someone about it, you have to essentially make a a judgment about the mug itself. So you get like different ways of describing uh, describing it that determine how harshly you're reacting to the caricature on it. Uh... <laughs> oh god, I forgot I, I snapped this. Uh, my The encyclopedia part of my brain was trying to work out where I, uh, where I live and could not work it out. Uh, says, south maybe, doesn't sound like somewhere you can stay if you run out of money. Uh, and I had two options to respond to that. Could I trace the way back somehow to the exact street, the exact number of building, or option number two, I'll live in a dumpster. I don't care. Fuck everything. Hobo cop. <laughs> and, oh, oh god, I got taunted by a dead body that my character was having an imaginary conversation with, Duh. where the dead body, the dead body was taunting me about the fact that the conversation wasn't real. Hmm.
but yeah. Uh... <laughs> when you first reach the dead body, you have a big, like, constitution, not literally called constitution, but essentially a constitution check to see if you throw up from how bad it smells. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> if you fail it, your character just starts, like, losing his mind in disgust. And it's just, you get dialogue options why... Uh, you, you can ask why you're fucking up. Uh, seriously, this isn't fun anymore. I don't want to be a policeman anymore. Can't we do something else? I think I want to solve something else. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, someone asked my name, and one of the dialogue options was, I'm currently in between names. Uh, but my other options, since I didn't know my own name, were the Harbinger of Ruin and what is golden orange like a forest fire but smells like liquor. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can also, uh, early on, you are asked what you think the world's government is. And some of the options include we are governed by intelligent machines to perform calculations to determine... The freest market. Everyone hustles and grinds like a badass visionary. Uh, <laughs> radios are being used to control people's minds, distort our perception and uh, of reality, concealing our true masters. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of uh, ways that you can choose to play what brand of insane your character is, but he's always going to be off. Nice. So yeah, that's that's just a short sampling of some of the weird things that have happened thus far. That's left out a ton. I want to purchase uh, this game. <laughs> I must own it. It's available from uh, on everything from most major retailers. I got the physical edition because I wanted it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I just searched for it in the eShop, and by searching for Disco... The first result was obviously Disco Elysium. The second result was Waifu Discovered 2 Medieval Fantasy. That's a shame. Applying, implying that there was a Waifu Discovered 1. That was not available on Twitch. Apparently not. Is this a shmup? What? what? Okay. That wouldn't even be that weird. We're going to watch this trailer together on stream. No, we don't have to. This no, it's is too late. It's just happening. extraordinarily horny. No, we must discover the waifu. <sighs> Features blood nudity. Are you sure you want to be putting this on your Twitch? Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, wow. this is a really <laughs> horny shmup. Holy shit. Okay. You made this choice. That's true. I told you you shouldn't, and you did. Yeah, this is this is happening. Unlock and upgrade different ships. Okay. Oh, this is just getting hornier by the moment. What the fuck? I didn't think that was possible. Team up with a friend for cooperative action. Imagine playing this with another human being. <laughs> just being Why? like, yeah. Unlock censorship levels. You're shipping the ships. Unlock <laughs> censorship levels. This is cursed. Hey, Tam. <laughs> this, is, this is like Platinum and I 2 player right here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm well, going to go back to thinking about Disco Elysium. I was happier there. Wait, hold on, hold on. What was the name of this? Oh, my God. What was the name of 
Waifu Discovered? No, the name of the developer. It said like One Hand Free Studio or something. That sucks. Yes, here One Hand Free oh. Studios. <laughs> that yep. sucks even wow. more. I hate that. I have nope, no don't words. like that. Don't like that one bit. <laughs> well, but yeah. Good night, everyone. Uh, I've not discovered I'm... this since October of last year. Jesus. So I'm going to talk a bit more about Disco Elysium to wash watch the taste of that out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, so that... Uh, <laughs> Tell me about Disco Elysium, because I've never played it. Uh, as, as I mentioned before you got here, it is, and if you can work out what this sentence means, then you have a decent idea of what the game is. It is Planescape Torment meets a drill tweet. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I wanted to briefly talk about its name because that name is non-indicative and not useful. Uh, apparently it was originally being referred to as No Truce with the Furies. Which was a bit more of a like literary referencey sort of name. Uh, I don't know how it ended up at Disco Elysium, especially because Disco the original name sounds like it's an anime. <laughs> I mean, geez, there's like what? How to pick up girls in a dungeon? My high school romantic comedy is ruined by these mental choices I have to make. Um, I got turned into a slime. Listen, I'm just saying no truce with the Furies. But <laughs> that sounds like an anime based on some of these recent titles I've been hearing in the anime world. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Disco in the game is this, like, it's vaguely used as like a slang for cool sometimes. And Disco seems to be something that is like a passe reminder of a prior Gilded Age. But, uh... Wait, Disco's cool? Uh, well, Disco was cool in this world for a, for a period. Uh, bearing in mind that the game was also made in Europe, a place where Disco never really fell out of favor. It turned into other forms of music. But, uh... <laughs> but... Yeah, Disco Elysium is... Uh, like, all I can say is that, like, five or so hours in, it's incredible. Uh... Like, legitimately, like, one of the most consistently entertaining-to-read games I have, ever, I have ever played. Um, constantly, like, rewarding for finding things or doing... Like, doing things in specific orders will actually, yeah, like, mean... deal with Toddler. Are you saying you will be back, or you are back? He will be back. Okay. Uh, but... The... The game actually does meaningfully react to the concept of having conversations in different orders. I made the immense mistake of telling my precinct that I had lost my gun, and thus they were absolutely 100% uninterested in dealing with my shit and were not willing to wire me money to cover my debts. So that was a poor choice. Maybe don't make my mistake. Maybe hide that fact. Maybe hide that you lost your badge and gun. Doesn't doesn't do you much good to be honest on that front. Gonna be honest. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it it does feel like impressively reactive in the way that you 
kind of want this kind of RPG thing. But I have talked at length for like 20 minutes, and I don't want to put Platy to sleep for too long. So, uh, yes, play it. Uh, it, the the hit RPG of two years ago. Play it. <laughs> I mean, that's our so. If we're talking player. about European versions of games here, oh, no. are we talking about European versions of games? No, oh, I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I, I went too far down the game FAQs. Waifu uncensored, whatever. No, don't. Wait, waifu <laughs> discovered too. Sorry. Why though? Apparently Europe apparently Europe is very very much more lax than the United States on what they allow on their Switch. Yeah, that sounds like Europe. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just wow. Uh, but yeah, uh extremely funny. Uh yeah, one of them bleakest things I've ever played, but very darkly comic. So uh, enjoy that, and please, please give it a shot if you haven't. I understand that a lot of people have talked a great deal about how good it is without giving a good indication of what it is. Yes, but true. The, an- the answer is uh, if you want something that has the concepts of Planescape Torment, but in a... Uh, more surrealist package and with less of the stifling D&D rule set uh, that it's constantly chafing against. Uh, this is of a... It's one of those things I was describing it to a friend that like it would not work if it was not so well written. Uh, because like it, it is writing. Like talk, Talking is how everything gets done in this game. Uh, or like, yeah, like your character will be, maybe they're not literally talking to someone, but they're having some sort of discussion with themselves in their head, like that sort of thing. Uh, you, so like if the writing wasn't so strong, it just wouldn't work. It would be an insufferably tedious game. Uh, if it were slightly darker, it would become so nihilistic as to be unplayable. If it were slightly, uh, like it's it's walking a very fine line to avoid being too uh, miserable, too preachy, too didactic, like that sort of thing. It's a it's a very uh, impressively written game, uh, and it's it's you know actually brilliantly designed for its mechanics. So yeah, uh, if you, if you like mystery and a lot of talking and a lot of very reactive. Uh, to your character build sort of game, then uh, the ability to have people hate you for losing your badge and gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't let them know. You can lie to them. No one can stop you. Don't be. Don't make my mistakes. But yeah. Uh, and hey, sometimes you'll get. Uh, Sometimes your your character will be told to get your shit together, and that will produce thoughts like volumetric shit compressor, which is just an incredible name. Uh, that's that's the that's a thought that is mostly exists to make sure that you're capable of examining a dead body without throwing up. Wheels, where are you diving? What? 
You just keep diving into the water over and over. Oh, that's how you swim faster. That sucks. He's also being uh, But, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, excellent. Looking forward to playing more of it. Thoroughly tempted to start playing it while we answer questions, but choosing not to. Uh, but, yeah. Uh... By, by the game's own uh, by, by the game's own terminology, the game is quite disco. So recommended full throatedly. Are we talking you don't mess with the Zohan level of disco? I've never seen that, so no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah. a really bad movie. But it's mm -hmm. at the same. It's actually pretty good. It's like actually like a really good movie, but it's bad. I don't understand. I will not interrogate this further at this exact moment. I seed the I seed the rhetorical ground. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, just. There's nothing but good things to say thus far. Uh, do we want to talk about any of the news that we missed while you were gone, Wales? Uh, yeah, sure. We briefly touched on Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got pushed forward. It now comes out on my birthday for some reason. Do we know anything about why this is happening? Or just rumors? Hmm... Like, the the rumor existed that the game has essentially been mostly finished for, like, six months now. Okay. So, uh, if, if I were forced to hazard a guess, they moved something else into the September slot. Hmm. Interesting. But, who knows? Maybe they just, uh... Maybe it just made more sense. Maybe, who knows? It's like, it... You can speculate all you want. There's not a lot to say. Uh, concrete, it's just... Yeah, like, the rumors from before the game was announced was that it was essentially done. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 got announced while you were gone. Yeah, that was weird. Yep, just... Uh, reaction of everybody is that, that, that the announcement just seems weird. It was an open secret that it was being worked on. It got leaked in a few different places that such a thing was happening. But uh, people after 3 sort of expected there to be a long gap before a big number game again. And nope, it's just going straight to 4. And it looks good. I mean, it's a very impressive looking game. Mm -hmm. uh, what they showed was apparently like UE4 uh, base uh, like test work. Like I've seen some people saying, like that can't be real footage. But like, if it's a PS5 and Series X only game, and uh, you know, running like it's that trailer. If you look at it, is full of animations pulled straight from Kingdom Hearts Three. If they just started working on their tech right when Kingdom Hearts Three finished and targeting only next gen consoles, yeah, I'd buy it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that, especially now that uh, Square Enix has gotten a lot more development under um, their belt with Unreal Engine. Yeah, they've, they've gotten much more friendly with Unreal Engine, which seems to be doing a lot, working out a lot easier for them in terms of 
schedules than uh, trying to use their own internal engines has. Yeah, I think that has freed up a lot of time. I think the uh, I think the last the, really the only game that still uses internal engine is Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, the uh, Forspoken is uh, still using the Luminous Studio engine that FF15 ran on. Okay. Uh, but but not, that is because... Not many, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just Forspoken because it is made by the remnants of the team that made the Luminous Studio engine. Like, that is them trying to squeeze blood from a stone in terms of that investment. Uh... Like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, clearly there has been chafing against trying to make internal engines for years and years and years. Uh, originally, Kingdom Hearts 3 was set to run on Luminous Studio. And then, like, about a year into its development, they, like, Nomura very publicly was like, we've gotten permission to move development to UE4. Uh, for his teams especially, he seems very committed to, like, no, like... Unreal is the, is the way we need to be moving. Because uh, FF7 Remake was also UE4. Like, uh, and, and I should mention, Kingdom Hearts 4 is not going to be on UE4 when it launches. It's going to be on Unreal Engine 5, apparently. Uh, God only knows what kind of transition that's going to be. But based on what they're showing, I guess it's probably like a late 2024 game. Like, that would be my... Uh, bet is that that is the plan they have for it. But, you know, best laid plans, we'll see. Like, FF16 is now uh, was announced in, like, mid-2020, and we haven't seen basically anything from it since, so who knows. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it, it looks really impressive. It looks fun. Uh, it's clearly pulling... It, it's clearly directly uh, going after the same plot set up by the Remind DLC and Melody of Memory if you care about the ongoing Kingdom Hearts plot. Uh, people have speculated based on like flashes uh, you can see in various parts of the uh, various parts of the uh, trailer that there might be like Star Wars worlds or like some Marvel shit, whatever. It's it's going to be what's what's going to be in it is whatever Disney feels it needs to advertise uh, in twenty twenty four. So uh, you know, get ready for that. <laughs> but you know, looks fun, looks impressive. Uh, big radical art style change, uh, which is interesting to see. Well, they said that's uh, going to be initially. Uh, they said it will go back to the more cartoony thing later in the game. I've seen speculation from that. I haven't actually looked at the quotes to see where that, uh, whether that's been confirmed or if that's just like speculation. It wouldn't surprise me if that's like what Sora looks like in the real world and that he looks, uh, quote unquote, the real world. The Shibuya looking place that he's in in those trailers. Uh, and then we might see him looking cartoony like he used to in like Disney worlds. But we'll see. I'm but, not interested, so... Yeah. I'm a big fan. It looks really good. Uh, big excite for me. Uh, unless they bring back Gummy Ship, in which case I will be all over that, like, pancakes with syrup. I mean, I'd be surprised if they didn't. It's been in every number of installments, so... I did love to meet some Gummy Ships. I wish, they, I wish someone would make a game that's basically Gummy Ship. 
I mean, the gummy ship pit in Kingdom Hearts 3 was deliberately made by every member of the Einhander team they could find. So, I guess go go play go go back and play Einhander. It's a good shooter. <laughs> it's way harder than the gummy ship segment, but I actually do own Einhander. It's very rare now. But, yeah. Uh, was there any other? Uh... I was also a big fan of um, Omega Boost. Oh yeah, that was like the one thing that Polyphony Digital made before it became a Gran Turismo pooping factory. Uh... Well, that's because Gran Turismo sold more than Omega Boost. Yeah, and but Omega also it Boost... sucks. So yeah, Omega Boost is a good game. Yeah. Whereas Gran Turismo is now like one of the most heinous microtransaction factories you can find, so Yeah, but that's uh, Yeah, I mean that that's of course that's Sony's fault, but I mean like Gran Turismo is also just sort of a hive of like terrifying crunch. Uh but yeah. Oh, and to complete the trifecta, now all three major console manufacturers have been accused of uh some form of unfair labor practices. Uh, Nintendo has a complaint uh, filed against them with the National Labor Review Board for attempts to avoid unionizing. About what you'd expect from a major company, but yeah. sucks. Sucks all the same. Uh, let's see. It sucks, but you should not be shocked, people. You should not be even slightly shocked. Yeah, um, yeah like I saw people talking about how they were treating. Contract workers poorly, and they're just like, I've been hearing about this from all manners of companies for decades. And it sucks. It, it sucks, sucks like... it's, but it's not new. No, it's because they're contract workers. Yes. When, like, that's half the reason people hire workers on contracts. Yeah. I'm remembering uh, MK11 a few years ago, like, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 had, like, an infamous thing where it's like, yeah, the contractors got crunched way the fuck harder than the employees and were, like, essentially told, well, if you do really well, and if you do well on this crunch on this contract, maybe you'll become a real employee. Oof. Companies do contract work because they can treat you worse. Yeah, so if you don't like it, instead of yelling about random video game companies doing it, maybe you should yell about the practice in general it's it's very important to like put get people put to your... change law work laws and other things like yeah like the, the the thing is that the the any given company like all of them are vultures and all of them are going to uh attempt to uh exploit whatever thing they can to pay people less and you know like force them to work more so you know you need to attack the root of the problem, which is the uh, <laughs> fact that it is perfectly legal for them to do this. Yes. Don't let it be legal for them to do this. Uh, that's that's our uh, PSA regarding these uh, stories, and will continue to be the PSA every time they come up. But yeah. Um, it's not to say I'm excusing any of these companies from doing it. I'm just saying no. yelling at one random company possibly because it's a company you don't like to begin with is not going to solve anything. Well, yeah. The other problem too is that you know 
you also need to look at the company that is doing the contract theme. Yes. Sure. Oh yeah, there's always like a horrible predatory intermediary company that makes its bones doing that. <sighs> yeah. But let's get to questions. Okay. Kind of like temp workers for some, you know, another name for a contract worker? Temporary employee. Yep, you'll find a lot of temping agencies that will. Hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm working with several temps right now, and they're, and they're actually... Oh, they can be wonderful employees. It's just, like, the, the nature of the agency is not always yeah. in their favor. Yeah, luckily, medical, because, you know, this is medical... I work in medical, there's a lot more eyes on that bit, on that than, than uh, gaming. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's hit some questions before, so that this doesn't end up being just me rambling about Disco Elysium and occasionally talking over everyone else. About these. <laughs> uh, Disco Quest. Disco Elysium is really good, guys. Uh, okay, so we've got one so from <laughs> from me. <laughs> uh, you have a question for yeah. you? Is it what is Disco Elysium? If someone wants to ask that, I can try and describe it, but it's just going to get... You're going to get the same description again. It's Planescape Torment meets a Drill Tweet. Alright, meets a what? A Drill Tweet. Drill is an absurdist Twitter account. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I thought you said a girl tweet, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not that nakedly sexist, I don't think. <laughs> But yeah, um, looking at the uh, podcast section of the Discord, we've got Crawl saying, I just now found out about G-Mode Archives, which is bringing an SMT mobile game to Switch and PC. Looking back, it also brought Hero Must Die to Vita. So my question is, what other Japanese mobile deep cuts are worth looking out for? We're going to store this one back for when uh, Gaijin's here, because he might have actually played some of them. But... Uh, See, and Gaijin did respond that uh, Sorcerian's mobile port uh, was an interesting thing. And Sorcerian's one of those, uh, there's so many Sorcerians, it's one of those uh, unending Falcom deep cuts. So, you know, always worth looking into with a when you get like one of those Falcom games, but there's like nine million versions of that no one. In the in, no one in the English speaking world has ever played. Uh, okay, uh, we had some fire minor questions last week that we didn't manage to get. Not last week, two weeks ago, we didn't manage to get to uh, one of the, a bunch of them about old computers. So surely someone here used an old computer once. <laughs> what do you miss most about old computers? Some Weird reason, I miss the time when keyboards and mice used uh, coiled cables like telephone cords. I could I could even vaguely recall someone showed me a keyboard which had the same type of connector as a landline phone. Yeah, there's, there's a fair few of those if you go looking. Uh, um, I yeah. did not have this, but my cousin, mm -hmm. uh, one of my cousins did. Uh, he had a tape player in his Computer. Oh god. Oh yeah. Oh those things are hell. 
Uh, do you remember what kind of computer it was? Uh, I very played standard a Buck reviews. Rogers game on my... Oh, yeah, we did the quest to figure out which Buck Rogers my game trash 80. episodes ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember the tape games. I do remember that. The fun part about the tape things was that depending upon what company made them, they would sometimes use standard tape decks, which would mean that the computer would actually expect the tapes to be playing at a specific volume, which could make them actually uh, very problematic to try to record to and read from uh, if the volume adjustment got messed up at any point. And then uh, the computer lab for my community college had computers that were pre-installed with zip drives. Oh boy, oh, that God, really dates it to a very specific time. The the attempts to replace the floppy disk before everyone just gave up, and yeah. uh, we got uh, eventually flash memory made sense, but in the interim, we mostly just used <laughs> fucking CDRs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we still did tape backups at my first job. I don't miss. Also, Jesus. Um, I don't miss uh, actually experiencing this, but there is a part of me that does miss when there was absolutely no standard whatsoever for what controllers on a PC work like or look like. And every few months, someone would produce some unique monstrosity that only worked in five games because no one was going to like actually make drivers that work with it. Uh, and it was shaped like some sort of ungodly combination of five different controllers, or sometimes like someone had just thrown up on a controller. Oh, another thing I miss is big name publishers, or big, <laughs> what is now big name companies, trying to get their product out, so they would be so it would be packaged with like all these different peripherals. Um, as an example, I actually had a scanner. Um, that came with a at the time, Roxy or like Roxio Creator Tools, you know, video editing and all that. Mm -hmm. Some way to build mind share and market share. Yep. Yeah, in, in general. We do stuff like that now. Same same philosophy, but shareware, like not actually fun, but also kind of like charming, like. There was like 9 million copies of Doom floating around at one point, and like 90% of them were just the first episode. <laughs> it was just the shareware. <laughs> uh, also, unauthorized expansion packs that were just like, here someone stole a bunch of Doom wads off of, uh, off of the internet and then put them on a disc and sold them in like an Office Max. <laughs> I, I do or um, there was uh, one of the most famous ones was like the first three levels of Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like you want, if you want more, you gotta pay up. Yeah. Or or I have this shooter game, um, a, a flying one called Raptor. Hmm. Which is on GOG, by the way. Yeah. A lot of games that you wouldn't expect are. Oh, that was another big piece of news that you missed. Um. That was in the gaming news. It wasn't one that RP Gamer covered, but uh, GOG is going back to GOG. 
We're all about the good old games now. About good old games, yeah. They're going back to like licensing and trying to maintain and get old games <coughs> modern systems like they used to instead of trying to be the a modern game market. Honestly, I'm in favor of that. There was not really anyone covering that niche. If you buy a, an old PC game on Steam, it's complete Russian roulette if, it, if it'll work on a modern system. But Dave, it's the master race of gaming. <sighs> Clearly, everything should oh, work no. perfectly, and it's all the no. best. And yeah, all tell that to my copies of the old Legacy of Kane games. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say something about it? Uh, Look at the remaster of Chrono Cross. I, didn't, I don't know how the PC version of that is working. I don't know how it works either. I don't think it does fully work most of the time. Oh boy. Well, at least you're spared playing Chrono Cross. Uh, wow. Actually, I've been enjoying my time with Chrono Cross. It, it sucks that I broke my controller. I'm not a fan of it. I don't enjoy it. Uh, but there's especially nothing wrong with being extremely correct. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. <laughs> Love you too, Tam. This is the part where I say I liked Chrono Cross better than Chrono Trigger. <gasps> you people are weird. I don't get you people. I just died I a little. I like both of them about the same, but give me. Get, I want to see Xenogears. <laughs> And that's probably what we're getting next. I once wrote an article titled Chrono Cross. Terrible sequel. Very good game. Oh, I, will, I agree with the first part. It's, it's, it is thematically and tonally entirely out of step with Chrono Trigger regardless yes. of any other thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can agree with that. But as far as like, mm -hmm. being a bad game, I, I actually think it's an okay game. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have too many problems with its fundamental structure, uh, or lack thereof, really. But that's, we, can, we can discuss that if someone actually asks it. I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> but, so what was the question we were on? We, we were talking about things we missed about old PCs. Uh, Nothing. And, they sucked. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> the, the one thing I... The, the one other thing I will bring up is I miss them having extremely strange non-standard boxes. Bring back uh, Final Fantasy boxes on PC that are shaped like trapezoids. <laughs> I actually own that box. Oh, it's, 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 it's extremely strange. <laughs> Your company's name is Square, and you made a trapezoidal box. Well, the PC... Was... It was IDOS published, I know. Yeah, it was... It, uh, I, is it IDOS or ADOS? Uh, yes. I have no idea. Yes, it is. I have never heard someone who authoritatively knew the pronunciation saying anything, uh, who saying it. So, like, I just go with what I usually heard from people who were on podcasts in game journalism who usually said IDOS. But who knows? I mean, there's a lot of people who say, uh, say SNES, and I just want to shoot them. Well, okay then. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sounds so bad to me. I, I prefer it's just shorter, that's the reason people say it. I know, but it sounds dumb. It does sound dumb, but okay. it's shorter, and that's what causes it. Is it supposed to be sneeze? I'm going to call it sneeze now. Well, that's even worse. Um... That sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> oh man, I caught All a right, shiny sneeze. 
Okay, moving on. Uh, but yeah. Um, I've asked you about demo discs, but do you remember the time when if you buy graphics or sound cards, they might give you game demos or even full games? I recently found stacks of these CDs my brother got from when he worked in a computer store. Oh, man. I, I think I may have talked about... We might have gotten to this question at some point, but this was... Uh, or at least I talked about something related last time we recorded, but there was there's a very good Digital Foundry retro video that's just talking about MechWarrior 2 and just talking about all the... There are, like, ten fucking versions of that game floating around for different graphics cards that just got packed in with graphics cards. Nice. Well, back then, there was also more companies who made graphic cards. Yeah, like, more companies made them. They did not have any kind of standardization of how they worked. Uh... NVIDIA, uh, I want to bring this up because it's extremely funny. NVIDIA's first uh, graphics card was based on Saturn architecture and used quadrilaterals for its base polygons. Jesus Christ. Fuck that. The NVIDIA NV1. It was a wild because it was like both a graphics card and a sound card and it had giant like ports in it to plug Saturn controllers into it. Like, it was designed to make your PC, like, a pseudo-Saturn. And it had, like, special customized versions of Virtua Fighter, uh, Daytona USA, and Panzer Dragoon. Daytona. And, like, you know, those are those are really good PC versions. They're very accurate to the Saturn versions. But, you know, like, immediately this became an insurmountable, pro- <laughs> an insurmountable problem of... Quadrilaterals are just not an intuitive primitive to work from in like three D graphics. Uh, they they pre- present a lot of problems. You can force a quadrilateral to be a square by assigning a value of zero to <laughs> to it, but it will not behave the same way as a triangle, and it has all sorts of its own issues. There's a reason nothing actually uses quadrilaterals. Uh, which are which are in turn different from voxels, just to clarify that as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the the Nvidia NV1 was essentially uh, not followed up on. They released a much more normal. Uh, I find it sad that I'm sitting here watching his character just dance. <laughs> I just hit two nice snipes. So the quadrilateral strategy didn't pay off for them? <laughs> no, we got to stick with triangle strategy. Nice. See? See? Yeah. But yeah. Um, it all comes full circle. Uh, it all comes full triangle. Full wheel? I was going to say full wheel, but... Uh, hey, goes around, comes around. Oh, God. Okay, well, we're ending this Good before night, we do more. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something about it. Uh, but yeah. Like, like these, these, like, do, it was very common to uh, pack in a game that might even just be a version targeted to the graphics card because it's like, this is how we show off the graphics card to its best possible, uh, like to the best possible advantage. Like it, it is a customized version that is designed to always essentially run as best as possible on this. And that, and now it's freaking whack-a-mole. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but luckily there are way few fewer moles to whack because there's basically like two companies that make graphics cards now. <laughs> Not counting on board. Yeah. No but like dedicated GPUs. Among dedicated GPUs, it's basically just two companies. And uh, one of them is only considered half good. Yeah. It's it's like you have the main one and the alternative. I bought my uh, one of the alternative ones for a new computer and it's not going well. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, a lot of it is just they, they target for the main one. You always end up paying for using non-standard parts. No, I I got her an AMD sixty-eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Whenever she tries to run stuff using it, the mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, it's it's not pretty. That's rough. I'm sorry. Especially if she's trying to like render graphics on Blender. Ooh, that's gonna be rough. Let's see. But yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think about the last time that I saw a company actually doing this. Like nowadays, you'll occasionally see them do it as like uh, this is how we move units. It's like, uh, especially like that's just like here's a big impressive game that's just come out that will make your new graphics card look really nice. Uh, like there are a bunch of graphics cards that promised copies of Cyberpunk 2077, which is probably part of the reason that that game came out when it did and it, as broken as it did. Uh, but yeah, like you, you get those, uh, situations where it's nowadays, it's mostly just sort of like a, here's a download code from steam as a promo to get you to buy a graphics card right this second. Uh, uh, the, uh, like the customized version is long since dead. Uh, we, we are, we have long straight from the light of the quake. Um, is there any RPG with a playable roster of completely well-adjusted adults? And I mean real adult characters, no FF1's characters, or Strangers of Paradise adults. Harsh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Uh, they've got their own issues, but well, they are Are they well-adjusted? Like, yeah, relatively well-adjusted adults. Uh, like, okay. when, they, when they have issues, they are of... Uh, they are of reasonably adult concerns. Uh, Did the fan translation or the... Was it a fan translation of the PSP version of that ever come out? Uh, I don't believe it's out yet. It has shown signs of life within like the last year. So it's not dead. Uh, the, the original translation is fine in, in as far as it does not uh, it, as it manages to extricate itself from its need to maintain continuity with the original translation of Persona 1, which is bad. But uh, if you want... Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, did this come out? Oh, I'm Wheels, seeing... I had a question for you. Yes. Because I see you scrolling through. Minecraft Dungeons. I yes. forgot to put that on my list. I've been playing that for like another five hours just the past couple nights with my kids before bed. We yeah. cannot freaking... I, I keep telling them like we got to grind other places, get better equipment. Because we are getting owned by the 
quote unquote final boss, whatever. Oh yeah, that took us I'm a while sure too. Was... Oh the others lots of stuff out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That, that last boss is tough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I for the record I looked yeah. it up. Uh the last sign of life from the Persona 2 Eternal Punishment PSP translation was in like September. And it was basically saying that at that time the entire the game was playable from start to finish. Uh, with the translated text, although the text Ooh. had not been edited, and they had not fully tested the uh, bonus scenario that was added to the PSP version. So, uh, probably, I, I would just guess, based on the progress they've made, like, maybe 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, besides the Stanley Parable and a few other adventure games, which game is built around the player intentionally picking a Far Cry's alternative ending kind of choice. Like, could you imagine that hack game that starts with the protagonist logging off from the game and most of the game takes place in real life? Uh, Like, I'm I'm thinking of uh, like games based off of like weird alternate endings are pretty rare for fairly obvious reasons. Uh, I can think of games that take endings that you would assume would just be the alternate bad ending and building sequels off of those. Uh, the entire Legacy of Kane franchise kind of built itself on that. Uh, because the first game ends with the choice of, like, does your character Dragon sacrifice? Quest Builders 1. Yeah, Dragon Quest Builders does do that. But, uh, yep. Yeah, just to finish out that thought, uh, the first Legacy of Kane ends with a binary choice of do you sacrifice yourself to restore the land to its uh, prior, like, uh, you know, to, re- to restore the, like, destroyed land and fix the world, or do you uh, rule over it as the tyrannical vampire king of the world? And every <laughs> subsequent game uses the tyrannical vampire king of the world ending. Uh, then proceeds to reinterpret whether that ending was actually the right choice or not. Uh, it ultimately comes down to the conclusion that actually it probably was the correct choice for him to become the tyrannical vampire king of the world. <laughs> Legacy of Kane was a complicated franchise. Um, let's see. Games that use like an alternate or bad ending. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is pretty rare unless the alternate ending was just substantially more popular than the main ending. Uh, I can think of situations like uh, like the Fallout 3 ending where they had to retcon it in DLC. Uh there's implications that uh, Mass Effect 4 may end up using the uh, using the Destroy Shepard Survives ending, which is substantially more popular than the ending that the game desperately wants you to get take, which is the synthesis ending. Uh... Uh, yeah, speaking of Bioware, in the original, uh, in the original, 
ending for Dragon Age, uh, it was treated as kind of like a selfish decision to allow your main character to survive. Like, it required you to do some finagling that may have broader long-term consequences. But... Uh, Were there ever long-term consequences? No, in fact, they essentially retconned it so that even if you chose to die, if you played the expansion, your character was just alive. Oh, well, that's stupid. Uh, The implication (laughs) was supposed to be that the uh, quote-unquote dark ritual that saves you in the... uh, in the ending that ended up being canon, uh, was performed regardless of whether you were there. Yeah. Uh, and that ended up becoming like a plot point in Dragon Age Inquisition because Morgan performed that dark ritual and had a child that had like the soul of an archdemon in it, and that game sucks, so who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, But yeah, this is really rare for a lot of reasons, for a lot of obvious reasons, but those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Is there any game that looks down on the players because they are gamers? Someone who made a game that says, stop being loser, go outside, get a job and girlfriend. What I'm trying to get here is there are a lot of a lot of people mistake the message of Neon Genesis Evangelion and Welcome to, a- to the NHK as you don't want to be a-, be a wimp, do you? It's definitely the wrong way to think about them. But what if there was a developer who sincerely believed in that message? Uh, and have I just described Beat Takeshi's mindset when he made Takeshi's challenge? Uh, the answer is kind of, but you're reading too much into Takeshi's intention. The point of uh, Takeshi's challenge is that it was a joke upon the player. So it wasn't necessarily meant to encourage you to go outside and do other things because he didn't have long-term thinking like that in mind. He was just saying, ha ha, fuck you for having bought this. Um, In general, there are definitely games uh, that have had the theme of like, you know, like infamously... uh, an undergirding subtext of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is spend less time in escapism, spend less time on games. And uh, you see, you will see one of the many reasons that this is not done that often, which is people really fucking hate that game. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't either, but it's a very unpopular game, and that plot is a large portion of it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting and good game, but you know, it's I can't ignore the fact that it's Final Fantasy Tactics fans. Ah. But yeah, a lot of people really fucking hate that game, and it definitely has the message I, of spend less time. I in... do not hate the game. I just hate the judge system. <laughs> oh, I love the judge system. I think it's great. I think it genuinely makes most fights more interesting, but. Uh... I mean, it's if you want, if you want the challenge, sure. But if you want to see just the story, and don't want to put up with the bullshit that it can do to you, then no, it sucks. <laughs> I love putting up with the bullshit it can do to me. Luckily, <laughs> there is a mod out there that removes the judge system. <laughs> That's stupid. 
Hey, that's the only way I beat it, so shut up. <laughs> Play the game the way you want. Um, sure. But I think that the judges are ultimately <laughs> both thematically and mechanically interesting, personally. No, it, it, it's interesting, but when I got to the point where it's three, three walls at once type of thing, that, that was when I was like, I'm done. <laughs> that's when you start breaking out the cards to nullify laws, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's the one that I would immediately think of. Like you know, well, game. not a video game. Hmm? Hello. Uh, hello. Am I still here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Oh, okay. Dragon Quest, your story has that message. Yeah, the, uh, but Dragon movie. Quest: Your Story is a movie, and also markedly worse as a story than the game it's based on. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But yeah. Um, I would honestly also, just to branch off of this question, argue that uh, many aspects of uh, things like Neon Genesis Evangelion are grotesquely misread without the context for the people who made them, bearing in mind that a man who has spent the last 20 years... Uh, like 30 years at this point, uh, since making Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, essentially living his otaku dream is probably not a person telling you you shouldn't be a nerd. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's really hard to make a, to make a media that is built around telling you to stop doing whatever you're doing. Uh, like, you could pull up something like Spec Ops The Line, which is basically saying, which is a, uh, like, third-person cover shooter about how third-person cover shooters are bad. But the issue is that you still had to sell that to someone. <laughs> like, someone had to, like, buy that. And, like, the nature of its critique basically says that the only moral reaction to the game would have been to stop playing it. And so that basically means that you're only you're you're moralizing at a player who you have just sold a sixty dollar product and told them, well, shouldn't have bought this, which is limited in its demographic. Uh, like I, it, you can do this, but your message is inherently weakened when you sell it to someone. It's actually easier for this to be done in <laughs> games that are free to play. Uh, like, I, I do think games have a lot of space to mechanically critique players' relationships with them. Uh, but I also think that there is limits to what you can do with that uh, in terms of once you start charging someone for it, and once you've spent three years making it, uh, it becomes quite disingenuous to say, why would you do this? Like, you, you marketed it at me and sold it to me on the premise that it would be fun. Also, you spent years making it. It's, uh, it, it's very hard for that kind of call-out to, to uh, thread the needle. Uh, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's the same reason that most games uh, that have 
uh, as a thematic underpinning, like the idea that like, why is your character so violent? Like it, it doesn't work because the game gave you no other option for how to interface with it. Uh, and so in, in much the same way, a game about how you shouldn't play games is inevitably like calling you out for something it encourages you to do. It is, I guess, philosophical entrapment. <laughs> and it's, uh, it, it's not terribly persuasive at the best of times. <laughs> it only works if you gave them another option that they ignored, uh, so would you say uh, the story twist in the original Bioshock is the same thing? Then? I would say no. I would say the original Bioshock function. Because the point is that you don't have a choice. It's yeah, true. Because the twist in Bioshock, for those uh, spoilers for a 16-year-old game, uh, the twist in Bioshock is that you never actually had a choice. And so the function, uh, the twists is mechanically in line with the game, uh, in line with the philosophical underpinning of the game. You are, uh, you are forced to commit acts of violence because that is how your brain is wired. Uh, but any, any of these other, like, you know, you, you run into, like, a lot of games, especially in the past, like, decade that have been like, man, your character sure is violent. Maybe you should be less violent. It's like, motherfucker, you gave me no other option for how to interact <laughs> with the world. Like, my character has one vector of interaction with the game, and it's done. <laughs> like, you can give me other options. I, I can keep talking up Disco Elysium. That is a game that gives you a lot of ways about how to interact, but like the primary way to interact is going to be you're going to talk. Uh, and so like suddenly when you're talking to someone rather than inherently inflicting violence upon them, you actually have a number of different ways that that talking can go. And that means that the game can actually meaningfully commentate on how you chose to go about that. Uh, discussion but when you give me a gun there's only one thing I can do with a gun I'm gonna shoot something with it congratulations on your defeat wheels um, it's overwatch it was inevitable <laughs> uh, like no matter how, what we all lose like how someone said I saw someone in the chat here say mercy MVP and yet I had gold healing so just throwing that out there. I don't know what that means, and I don't care. Um, it's fine. I know what it means. Yeah, I can't that think was for of... Tan. <laughs> I can't think of many games that are explicitly anti-game, though. It's it's pretty rare. Uh, again, you would you would have to have someone who had like a specific bone to like. I, I've. You, you know, you will see games that are like, maybe you should be less hardcore about this shit. Uh, you know, maybe do other things sometimes, but like, you like games are a waste of time. Not really something you see that often. Uh, I can think of some other ones that are like attacks on specific genres. Uh, stuff like Progress Quest, that sort of thing, where it's like, the joke is that there's no game here. You're just, uh, you're just a 
Uh, you're just watching bars go up. And, like, you know, the, you can you can make a game that's a critique of a mechanic or genre, like, that, that does function. But, you know, once you make a game about how games are bad, it's kind of like you've just made a bad game. <laughs> Uh, anyone else uh, got an opinion on this now that I've steamrolled over everyone? <laughs> nah. Not really. I was going to say, I don't think there's much else to say about that. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. Well, I would yeah. say that um, Breath of Fire 3 is like a commentary on how the Breath of Fire series sucks. Why even do this? <laughs> like, who are you even attempting to antagonize at this stage? Just people? Like, yeah. he just woke up and chose violence for no reason? <laughs> he didn't even need a gun. Horizon Forbidden West is a commentary on how old-style oh, open-world games suck ass. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that, yeah, this don't is terrible because that's, that's a game I don't even dislike. I actually like it quite a lot. Yeah, you're just being mean for no reason. No, I, I'm just running this stupid joke into the ground at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Can I just talk about this Elysium for another two hours? No, I'm going to talk about how terrible Forbidden West is. No. So okay, why? no, this is this is over because Wheels is just turning into like a broken record. <sighs> when the That's clock strikes okay. two. Listen, I'm a low level internet troll. Okay, that means my jokes are extremely limited and stupid. And at this rate, you're never going to prestige class even yeah, once. Probably not. Do you need to go watch the clip of GTA Five about being an online troll? It might help him. From GTA Five? Yes. No, thank you. No, it, it's actually really... It's a really good scene. Okay. It's between we can... uh, one of the main characters and his son, and the son oh, is yeah. explaining what a troll is. Oh, that does sound fun. Oh, actually. yeah, I remember that. that. That's a great scene. Also, Also... <laughs> The one about being a um, a, a a hipster. Oh yeah, that was... it that does remind me. Like it always fucks me up when I remember that the that the son character that you're referring to in GTA Five. Like I, it took me forever to realize. Oh, I recognize that voice. Why do I recognize that voice? Oh, it's because it's. Like, it's little Pete from the Adventures of Pete and Pete as an adult. Like, he is now an adult, and he is doing voice acting roles, and that was one of the ones that he took. Huh. And that's like, what the fuck? That's not a part of my childhood that needed to touch Grant that Dotto. Oh. <laughs> no, weird stuff like that happens. Yeah. Like, when like I... I'm glad he got the paycheck, but... Remember watching Love Actually and looking up the little girl that sings the big musical number and finding out, oh, that's the that's the voice of um, Marceline the Vampire Queen from Adventure Time when she was a kid. Oh, uh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, we're we're out of steam, and if I like keep talking, I'm gonna start talking about this correlation again. So we're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna but... we're gonna. It's going to rage quit Overwatch there. That was a wretched, wretched fucking match. <laughs> okay, so let's let's close this shit out. Are we uh, moving on to bed? <laughs> yes, we are moving to bed. Uh, but first, Flatty, please tell, please advertise. 
All right, I got a couple things. We'll start with uh, the most on brand uh, RP Gamer. Uh, come listen to RPG Backtrack. Uh, we record every other week. Uh, I'm going to be on that a lot this Thursday. year. We'll have a. You are. I'm. I'm glad you joined last week, and I made the comment that hey, haven't you played a few of these games? So you uh, went back on and signed up quite a bit. Signed so up for like ten of them. So, yeah, I'm so you... sad. I missed that last episode. Uh, we all talked it up. If I remember to tell Kelly that I've uh, edited the episode, we're, we're we're up every other Thursday. So check us out. Uh, we've got a bunch of RPGs that uh, are usually two years older, quite a bit older. Um, also, I host a Dragon Quest Slime Time podcast. Uh, we, we've we've kind of been losing steam on that one lately because my god, we've had nothing but mobile Dragon Quest trash for about yeah. There just hasn't been much Dragon Quest now. to go around. Yeah, <laughs> like so, there's uh, only so much yeah. you can stare at a trailer for Dragon Quest Three HD 2D or Dragon Quest Twelve teaser and be like, oh, someday that'll be cool. <laughs> I, I think we've interviewed pretty much anybody who's ever fan translate got to pop that a uh, fan translation in the past year. But uh, yeah, you, that well runs dry eventually too. But we, we've got some side quests where we uh, talk about different video game topics. But well, hey, got slime time. Slime if time, you ever need someone quest. to wax poetic about Dragon Quest Seven for like an hour, let me know. <laughs> you know, I think Thank the you, only game we've never talked about is Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, now the ball's in my court. I know. <laughs> And, and that's not even a shot at you. It's uh, honestly, I, I saw one of our group chats today that um, it's also getting harder, as you guys know, um, with Michael in Japan. My co-host has been in Japan for a year and a half, and time uh, zones are getting yeah, that's rough. harder. That's rough. So, yep, he's got two very young kids. He, he's very much like Michael, but he works all day, so he doesn't have those times those of the day. Those lunch that he break can times that he can occasionally yep. take off. No, nope. actually, he works New York time, so he's sleep. He's sleeping oh, at God. night. When... <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's it it's a whole other difficulty level. It, it has increased exponentially, but we'll we'll get more episodes out there. We, we're planning some stuff today. If you need someone and... to talk DQ8, though, I'm your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be down for DQ8. We've got yeah. I might have to get some extra people on there because. Uh... At least want to at least cover the main titles. It's been three mm. years, <laughs> but that, that's my uh, that's my two cents. That's my uh, what I'm stumping for. Also, be sure to let me know when there's a Disco Elysium uh, backtrack. Oh god, that is like two years old, isn't it? Yep, getting there. End of the year. Someone mentioned something on on the list. Where they're like, "Hey, we could do this." Wasn't that about two years ago? And I actually posted the date. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake. Yep. Is that two, about years, two years old? Ago. That is. Yeah, it was right at the beginning of the oh, pandemic. God, it is. That's right. It, it sure was. Yep. <laughs> I was uh, self quarantining at the time, so I was allowed to just sit there and spend forty mm-hmm. hours playing it. I love that game. It's yeah, still looking good. for it. I have to be on that one. It will move Same. heaven and earth to be on that one. Same. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know how Kelly missed that one for this year. I mean, that's like her favorite game ever. So, 
don't want to think about as being old. Occasionally we, yeah. Occasionally, uh, kind of like one of it our May episodes, we uh, realize we don't have enough people. Well, also because of the so we uh, sub stuff PS5. out. So PS Five. Oh, yeah, the uh, yeah, like we wouldn't be talking yeah. intergrade, but yeah. Well, intergrade isn't really much different than the original, besides the Yuffie chapter. So yeah, we just wouldn't be allowed to talk about Yuffie. Which is tragic, but oh, we've bent the rules. We've bent the rules. Yeah, because you're not going to do just an episode about Underbraid. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we'll never do that. So if it, if it comes up this year that we've got a game that needs to be subbed out, that could easily go in, and hell, we're just going to talk in a grade two. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, if you need a... If you, <laughs> I don't know how many people on staff would be uh, up for it, but uh, like I said, if you need to... Once, once Disco Elysium hits that two-year mark, I feel like I'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I didn't already have so much time off, I because I've never beaten a Dragon Quest Monsters, but goddamn, have I played a lot of them. <laughs> but I already have a lot of time. That's off some good stuff. Now my uh, parents are moving next, like next month, and so mm-hmm. I've got to, and they're giving me like some of their stuff, so I've taken some time off to clean, mm-hmm. try and clean their condo. What are you gonna? What are you plugging, uh, Tam? Um, I am going to plug the the RP Gamer Twitch channel because not only do I stream on it, uh, usually Tuesday, Thursday morning, as long as I have a working controller, which uh, at the moment I don't. But nice uh, stream. <laughs> but we have a whole lot of people who do. Uh, Hair Frog, who does uh, playing all sorts of random odd games that he has people vote on. Um, <laughs> We have Scott, Respect that. who has a uh, wheel of SNES RPGs that he plugs. He is plugging through. He actually beats... Play Alnard. And then uh, JC Servant, who plays different things depending on the day of the week. So it's, 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 always, it's always interesting to stop on by because you never know who is playing what at any given time. And several of them may be playing something that was legitimately determined randomly. <laughs> Within a five-minute period, because that is how the wheel works. You can spin it every five minutes. Or <laughs> will play something new. So you really don't. If know you're bored, you get moving. Uh, play Elnard. What the hell is Elnard? It's uh, Seventh Saga. Uh... Oh, he did. He beat yeah, it, he didn't he? Did. Oh, good on him. Yeah. And in fact, he uh, beat Mystic Arc as well. Oh, man. The, the oh, sequel? Damn. I guess we'll call it sequel. And, and Live Alive. <laughs> yeah, kind of... Yeah, Live Alive, yeah. No, Live Alive. It is spelled uh, It is spelled Live Alive in Katakana. Actually, um... Or it's Live Alive in Katakana, excuse or me. Or Live Alive, there we go. Not live alive, live alive. There we go. Yeah, it's live alive in Katakana. Yeah, uh, live alive. He's beaten. Um, what else? Uh, Dragon Quest Three. SNES. Nice. That's a great remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sailor Moon. Oh, that's a neat game. Uh, Magic Knight for Ray Earth. He was surprised at how short that is. Oh, the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a fun little game. It's short. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, no, he's he's plugging away at a whole bunch of them. And <laughs> he's going to play all the Super Nintendo RPGs you'd only heard of. He's all he's already basically beaten most of them. He's stated he's got like one or two more on the list that are currently there that he's like heard of and played, and and then everything else is like stuff he's never beaten before. Time to play the Super Nintendo Tenshi no Uta. I've also uh, pointed him to uh, Cyber Knight One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Slayers RPG for SNES. Of course. So yeah, so. Uh, really, you don't. So you never know who's going to be playing what. Um, Time to play Lagoon. No, oh, no he's never. Been playing that. He's actually oh, been God. playing that since the beginning. Ugh. <laughs> Fuck Bahamut Lagoon's not a short game. It's also no. I wasn't saying Bahamut Lagoon. I was saying Lagoon. Yeah, oh. Lagoon. It's not a good oh. game. The wretched PC eighty eight East knockoff that's been badly ported to Super Nintendo and yeah. given a. A uh, stab button that doesn't work very well, uh, but yeah. So check out the, <laughs> check out the RP Gamer uh, Twitch channel. There's all sorts of things you could be seeing. Yeah, and, I, and my wife is standing here saying, "No SRPG is short." Kind of true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone agrees with you, babe. <laughs> but let's see. Oh, Shadow uh, Force One is kind of short. It's short relative to other strategy okay, RPGs, but it's still not fair. a short game. Fair. Yeah, so, so, but yeah, so, and, so you just never know who's going to be playing what. And then uh, on Sundays, uh, a little more structured, where uh, right now Scar is playing Tales of Destiny 2. Oh, man. PS2 Tales of Destiny 2? Yes, PS2 okay. Destiny 2, because the translation has recently come out for that. Nice. Yeah, he and I were actually talking about it, and then it's like, less than a week later, it's like, Translation! Yep, that's a game that's got a lot of glaring weaknesses, but it's still pretty interesting. <laughs> so, But what about you, David? What what do you do? Uh, I mostly, like, try desperately to, like, work writing content into my life. Uh, I have, like, five .hack essays partway through writing and or recording, and I have, like, a whole bunch of other stuff that's just, like, game design commentary. I'll probably end up writing some rambling piece of on, on Disco Elysium if it keeps hold of my mind in the way that it currently has. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do that on a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash study. Uh, not much new in there in the past month because I have just... It is it is hard to get used to working... Uh, to. to Juggling this alongside a full-time job, so uh, please forgive me. Uh, I am a slow boy. But, yep, that's ongoing. Uh, as for the podcast itself, you can find it by going to... Uh, you can ask us questions by going to uh, rpgamer.com and putting them underneath this very episode in the comments section, or you can ask them in the Discord, which you can reach by going to the community tab of rpgamer. Uh, the Discord's a lovely community, even if you don't want to ask us questions, but we really do appreciate it when people ask us questions. Thank you once again to Crawl and Fireminer this week for their lovely questions. Uh, and since Gaijin is not here, I would like to advise you that if you want a uh, charming lit RPG uh, sort of uh, action, like 
similar to a D&D podcast, but with more narrative structure and more charming characters than whoever your uh, random Twitch streamer is, then you can't go wrong with Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. Available on Amazon in paperback form or via Kindle or Kindle Unlimited. Uh, you can find it by searching for author Michael Yarimizu, Y-A-R-I-M-I-C-U. Because Michael Baker is completely ungoogleable. So well, uh, I just wanted to get 50,000 hits that are not him. Yeah, when I say ungoogleable, I mean a specific Michael Baker is ungoogleable. The, the mass of Michael Bakers that infest the internet is inescapable. But, yeah. Um, and Wheels, do you have any plugs? Uh, you can check out check us out on Sunday nights for Sunday Night Shenanigans. This week it's going to probably be a Neptunia game, harkening back to the old days of the Sunday Night Show. When, it, when you were pretending that you were just going to try to play through every Neptunia game? Yeah, that didn't work very well. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because you're probably starting with the actual first version of the first game, which even I will not play. Yeah, and then Also, you tried to play five of them at once, and also only every Sunday. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. None of none of it was a good idea, and none of it worked very well. So there you go. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yes. Mistakes were made badly. But yeah, uh, if you want a preview of whatever we'll be babbling about on any given episode of the podcast, check out shenanigans. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll uh, defer to playing fighting games afterwards. Um, and I also stream random nonsense on my channel. Sometimes yep. I fall Ask asleep. Wheels. Just become a running joke. Wheels has been called out by essentially everyone who knows him in real life for falling yes. asleep during these. It's true. Uh, yeah. Only there was a way to put that joke to rest. Oh. <laughs> oh. But yeah. Uh, oh, oh, that that took a while. As, but yeah. So that's it for us this week. Uh, <laughs> and once again, and as ever, make no truce with the Furies, and see you, Space Cowboys. See you. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, the misery. Everybody wants to be my enemy. Everybody wants to be my enemy be, be, be. Look out for yourself My enemy be, be, be. Look out for yourself But I'm ready Your words up on the wall as you're praying for my phone